We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What's good, everybody? Very special episode today. I'm joined by Dallas Cowboys defensive tackle, Dontari Poe, and... We have a really cool conversation. We went for about a half hour. We're supposed to keep them on for 20 minutes, but you know what I'm saying. The vibes are always right when I'm on the mic. Big shout out to my guy, Jari Bolander from Blue Wire for setting this up. I appreciate you, my friend. And it was a cool conversation, man. You know, Dontari Poe has been a grizzled vet for a while. First year with the Cowboys. Was the only player on Sunday Night Football for the Dallas Cowboys to take a knee. We talk about that. We talk about what has COVID offseason been like for NFL teams and for someone going into a new system. How much of that has impacted him as well. You're not going to get much of a week preview because I've been apartment shopping, guys. And I'm very close to signing a lease. I'm going to see a couple of other spots over the weekend as well. And... You know, I I really, I mean this from the bottom of my heart to everyone that's supporting the show. The growth of the show has been tremendous. I'm going to, I'm going to cry. No, I'm not going to cry. But for real, man, everyone in the Patreon that's rocking with us, I appreciate you. Uh, Blue Wire for, for helping us along the way as well. And, you know, we just got the YouTube channel monetized. Big ups to my guy, Alex, doing some of the graphics behind the scenes uh, E-Killer, setting up anything I need in the Discord, Taryn, Dom, a Dom, Editor Dom as well, but, <clears throat> you know, um, in particular, uh, Dantari Poe, man, really cool conversation, we talk about how sick in the head fantasy football fans can be sometimes, because, you know, he famously threw a touchdown and he's running a touchdown in, so... It was cool, man, and he's doing a lot of good, good shit in his community. So sit back, relax, 
and enjoy this. But before we go, we do have some announcements. I mean, these have all been announcements, right? What the hell is happening? We're up to 55 patrons. Let's get to 60 by the end of the weekend. Come on, legends. Join the Legion of VM fans over on Patreon. For as little as $1 a month, it goes a long way to supporting the show. $5 a month, you get some extra content. You get some episodes before it hits mainstream, right? The Pablo Escobar episode. I had the two DEA agents, Stephen Murphy and Javier Pena, which Narcos is based on. I had them on the show. That episode is up right now. You got D-Generation Bet Stuff coming off a 5-0 week, week one. We talk about a lot of gambling stuff on there as well. And there's just a community that we're building here, man. And it, and it means a lot to me. That support, I cannot express just how important it is. You guys are fucking making a lot of things possible for me that I never would have thought. I am putting my brand and my content in the hands of the people. And you guys are showing out for me. So sincerely from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate it. All right. Enough about that. Shouts to my guy, Dantari Poe as well and listen man if you hear this take it easy on the g-man when you guys play what the fuck yo sit back relax and congrats this is greg olson inviting you to check out my new blue wire podcast te1 where i interview tight ends throughout the history of the nfl who have helped revolutionize the position te1 is presented by the chevy silverado the silverado is all about grit it's strong and dependable exactly like playing tight end Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. Download TE1 today wherever you listen to podcasts. guys i got a special guest on right now definitely uh of, of all the guests i've had in the history of the show there's definitely one dude i would not want to mess with uh <laughs> based on his size and the position he plays in the nfl my guy dantari poe thank you man for joining the show we've been chopping it up a little bit before we started recording how, how you holding up man i'm good man uh appreciate you for having me on the show and uh i'm just chilling man i'm just taking it day by day and and uh, excited to see in this here. That's that that brings a little normality to my life. But uh, everything is good, man. We just we just rolling with the punches. I feel like that's a good place to start. You said normality, and man, it's been a wacky couple of months, right? I and especially you, and and, and I love that mm-hmm. I have someone on right now that that's playing in the league because yeah. what's it like, dude? With no th- this whole Corona shit that's been going on. Uh. <laughs> to to say it's different to be a uh, be a pretty big understatement, but it's it's wild, man. It's um, I mean, starting with 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 no t- no OTAs, which is which is different, especially for me going into a new team, a new system. That was different. So uh, we did it virtually, which was a help. I mean, by all means, which is better than nothing, but still different. Uh, then we're going to train the camp, and you know they don't go nowhere in Dallas. They we go to Oxnard and we're here in Dallas and we're just practicing by the day. Can't really do nothing, you know, can't really move. 
because we got the COVID test going on every day. So it's pretty much zero tolerance on that end. And then we go into the season, which is just now. Well, first of all, no preseason, which was mm. <laughs> which was wild because you kind of get a gauge of where you are and what you need to do and stuff like that, especially young players coming into the league. So that was, that was kind of tough. And then coming into the season, it's just – I mean, it's no fans. We we traveled to L.A. last week and couldn't leave the hotel. I normally go and get food to eat or just to kind of get away for a couple of hours. You couldn't do that. We in a hotel. We got to stay there. Uh, so it's it's different, man. It's different. But at the end of the day, once you get in between the lines, it's the same game. So that's that's kind of the thing that kind of brings it all back together for me. So it's cool. You mentioned something that I've been always interested about, about like the preseason, right? And you're a vet now. You've been in the league since 2012, former first-round pick, 11th overall by the Chiefs. The no preseason, is it is it a gift and a curse? Because especially someone like you who's going to a new mm-hmm. team, you want to get acclimated with the system, like you mentioned. And like Zoom, yeah. Zoom it's, it's whatever, man. I know you got to like compensate, but it's different yeah. from putting on pads and hitting someone. So different it's How different you- uh i mean for me i mean i'm not gonna say i'm a guy that want to go out there and play four preseason games that don't count and get beat up on before the season even start but at the same time you kind of want to get out there to get that feel of game speed because you can't simulate it nowhere else i mean even here in dallas you know mccarthy did a great job of trying his best to simulate you know we had some physical uh high speed practices but it's, it's just different, man. Once you're going against another team, uh, once you're in the game situation, it's just different. So it's hard to simulate. So, I mean, me as a vet, I, I want to go into it and see where I am, see what I need to work on before the season starts, uh, and just see where I stand, man, personally. Not even the thing to where, you know, it's judged off stats or whatever it may be, but just, you know, to see if the game kind of feels out how I need it to. So not having that, it was definitely weird. So that'll probably be, be the biggest thing for me personally. Do you feel like preseason for even though you are a vet, you are going to a new team? Is that something that maybe in the beginning when you were with the Chiefs and you're running it back year three, year four, you're like, ah, you know what? Like, all right, the game speed is cool and I want to get acclimated to that. But now that I'm going into a new system, how how much different is that? It's different because it's, it's different language, different techniques different defenses all in itself. You get what I'm saying? Different playbook. Mm-hmm. So you want to see how that plays out at full speed because it's, it's always one thing to look at it on paper or walk through it or, or whatever it may be. But full speed, it's a whole different ball game. So like I said, I'm, I'm not a guy that needs a thousand reps in preseason, but I do want to get a feel. So and, and normally preseason is, is where you get your feel because by the time the ball drop, we won, it's go time. You get what I'm saying? It's, Mm. Ain't no more getting the feel. Like you know what's going on, and you got to go, you know, go apply that pressure in the game. So, I mean, I'm, I mean, it's, it's, it's a thing that was missed. I wouldn't say for me that much. Like four preseason games, I wouldn't say it's necessary. But I do, I do need to get a feel in one, two games just to see what's going on. And by that time, I'm pretty much ready to go. How long do you need to get? to max physical performance right like is it is it like right off rip you're ready playing at a high level or is it something that because of the preseason it helps you get to it preseason definitely helps i mean 
I will say this now. Whenever we put the ball down, I don't care where I'm at in preparation or whatever, I'm ready to go. Just because it's football is is what I love to do. You get what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. physical training, lifting weights, running, it's all great. We all need it. I need it. I do it consistently. I work hard at it. But no, no matter how, how much you run a sprint or lift the weight, you'll never be in the right football football position unless you practice in football. You know what I'm saying? Unless yeah. you're running around on the field, you're changing directions, you're chasing, you're tackling, you're hitting. Unless you're doing that, you're not ready for it until you do it. So, I mean, th- that is a thing to where – you you need that. You get what I'm saying? You need to get that feel of that for the game. It's it's a physical sport. It's a sport with grown men that we playing. So you know, if you want to play like you, like you need to be physical like you need to, especially playing the playing the position I'm playing, you you, you gotta get that feel for it. I'm not trying to compare myself to a professional athlete, but I totally I feel you in the sense of like the game speed and, and getting it yeah. it being different from like running hills and running sprints mm-hmm. at practice because, bro, I, I started taking jujitsu lately. Recently. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, I, I do about 25, 30 miles of running a week. Like, I'm very active. Yeah. But then when I go into rolling and sparring, <laughs> oh, within 30 seconds, I want to throw up. And it's like – Every and, man. And, and, and my, coach, my coach, Sergio, he's a, a black belt, and he fought in Bellator. And he was like, yo, fam, I told you, like, all that running, this is, it's a different, it's a completely different when, when it's different. time to, like, really go. Are you into, like, any other sports? Or do you follow any um, other sports? I used to hoop when I was younger. When I was young, young, I didn't do it, like, in high school or nothing like that. But when I was young, I used to hoop. I always hoop in the offseason with my homeboys. Um, and we just, you know, I'm a big basketball fan, so. I like to get out there and think I'm doing something, which I'm probably really not. But, I mean, I was pretty good at it when I was younger. I could still go out there and if, if I just tried, play, play a couple of pretty good games. I did baseball when I was younger, track and field in high school. So I did a couple of things, man, a couple of different things. I got, I got to ask you this question right here. I feel mm-hmm. like sometimes – you don't need to mention any names. You don't got to throw anyone yeah. under the bus, but – you ever line up against a dude and you're just like, oh, my God, this is going to be a cakewalk all night? Oh, I wouldn't say cakewalk. I wouldn't say cakewalk. It's um, some games I know I can have my way a bit easier than others. Mm. Uh, I do sometimes line up and just in my mind, I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm about to put out some good film. I'm about to, <laughs> about to, you know, about to get out to somebody today. But, um. And there's some days where, where you kind of go in like, hey, 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 it's time to get your mind right. You know what I'm saying? It's about to be a day. It's about to be real. So it's time to <laughs> time to bring your lunch pail with you. So it goes both ways, man. It goes, it's go, it goes in the NFL these days, you, you're not going to find many cakewalks, me personally, because I'm getting doubles. I'm getting all type of stuff happening on the inside of that line. So it's not going to be too many of those. And, and the competitive nature of the guys around is – they're they not just going to let that happen. But some days some days are different. Now, some days you do have good days and just clicking on all cylinders and, and you're just getting after it. You've been in the league since 2012, and I feel as if that was around the time when passing really started to take over. Like yep. it was starting to be 
birthed into everything like all right you know what let's go 55 45 passing to run in as a d tackle how much how much different has that been preparing for pass more than for run in situations very different uh when i got to the league like you said it was kind of switching over but a couple teams were still kind of married to the run if you would so i mean me coming in we, we were equally like going through both now it's the type of thing to where you know, teams run the ball, but most teams run the ball to set up the pass, if you would. So that's just, I mean, it's different in preparation. Um, it's just something that you just cognizant of in your head and, and and you just make it work, you know, whenever you can. You know, most of the time in practice now, uh, it's, it's a lot of pass rush, a lot of stuff like that. But, you know, you do have to, you know, stick back to the basics. And make sure, you know, all your fun running minutes are down pack because uh, it can happen at any time. And, and and if a team gets going on you run-wise, it's going to be a long day because if they can use the run instead of play action and stuff like that, you got a problem. So, I mean, you always got to stick to it and just know you got to stop the run first with anything. But you got to get you got to have guys that's, that's going to get after it on third down and pass the situations, at, you know, at all costs. So it goes both ways. Is it more tiring preparing for teams that are run heavy or pass heavy? <laughs> um, I tell you this, pass rush is, is way more tiring, but it's way more fun, if you mm. would. So, you know, you, you go out there, you get ready to pass rush, get off, you know, work your moves, work the edges, and it's way more tiring. But when you do it and you do it right and you kind of feel it flowing, it's probably the most fun thing that you could that you could do. And I mean, of course, when you get a sack or a sack force fumble, that's that's pretty much the best play that a football game has ever seen. So uh it's it's not like it, I tell you that. It's not like it. Is there uh th- this new influx of these young defensive linemen and D tackles, it seems as if a lot of them could be edge rushers also like that new hybrid guy uh is there any guys that catch your eye that you're a fan of these young guys a lot of them uh i don't want to go into too many names but yeah of course G- give me like one or two if you got these young guys coming in and making it work man um i don't know it's it's, it's quite a few honestly it's quite a few i, I know i played with uh, chris jones and he's mm. he's a different type of dude uh, real goofy, real big kid type, but when you get on that field, now it's go time. And he's he about all that. But just, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I could just just label it down. Grady, Grady Jared in Atlanta, different type of dude, man. Just ferocious, strong, quick. Uh, everything that you would need you need to be an effective player like he is. So quite a few dudes, young dudes that's in there and this they they making it work, man. They changing the game. So you can't hate on them at all. I respect it if anything. Man, I'm kind of in a dilemma right now, man, because anytime I have someone on the show, I, I sort of become a, a bigger fan of them because I think mm-hmm. you giving me your time, that's really important to me. And I appreciate that as we're starting to wind down a little bit. But you're on the Cowboys. And, you know, like, yeah. I'm from New York. I'm a Giant fan. And it's, a, it's been rough for the boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. 
what what is it, what is it like uh, playing for America's team, man? And you know, you guys open up the season. It didn't start off the way you wanted. Getting the, the loss against the Rams, you know, uh, uh, yeah, big dude. So I don't want to get you too. I don't want to be too intimidated by you, but you know, <laughs> yeah. kind of made me feel a little good. <laughs> but what's that like? Because it, they do say that it's a bigger spotlight when you're on an organization it's, like that. It's, it's definitely different. Uh, Man, all the people with the organization, they they definitely know what's going on. You gotta you gotta understand that the Dallas Cowboys are not here by mistake. The people have worked. Uh, the people in the in the type of organization have worked to get it to where it is today, and um, they got a, a long history of winning. They got a long history of Hall of Fame players and all that. But it's definitely different now, and it, and it sounds kind of weird because most people think the NFL is as big as it gets for it. So some places in the NFL that's a little bit different from others. Mm. And uh, Dallas is definitely one of those places, which is, which is I'm enjoying it. I'm taking it all in and just having fun with it. How much longer do you want to play? I don't know, man. I always, uh, when I first got to the league, I told myself 10. And that's just coming from, you know, a young kid who, you know, just had the big dreams of playing. So 10 years was like amazing. Just you know, the top of the top. And uh, now that I'm here in year nine and I'm feeling pretty good, I'm like, man, I got a little more juice left, man. I feel like I got got, got a few more years left. My mind and my body's not telling me no yet. So I'm just, I'm going to ride it till the wheels fall off and just have my fun with it, basically. Man, I, uh, I tip my cap to you, dude, for standing for what you believe in. And, mm-hmm. you know, you made a... A lot of people were saying how you made a difficult choice to kneel alone during that game. And, you know, man, it's uh, it's been a crazy time in, in the country yeah. the last couple of months. Uh, this is this is the real question, man. This is this is the one. This is the one that I that I want to talk about. Because yeah, let, let's do it, man, because, you know, I uh, a, a little bit mm-hmm. about myself. I, I went to school in Buffalo. Two of my roommates were African-American. One of them is probably going to either be the best man at my wedding or the godfather to my kid. So <laughs> yeah. I, I always like to say I, I always talk from experience and from uh, just listening to others personally, right? And I always – I never tell people, like, how it is. I, I kind of hate when people are like, oh, this is how it is. I, I just tell you, like, my story. And then from there, you – make a judgment and a decision on that yeah. and you know i think it's crazy some of the fallout that's happening like people just want a better place for everybody and me i get i get deeply offended and it hurts me when i see some of the things happening to minorities and african americans because i have that person that's like a brother to me and i experienced certain things with him you know i put us i put a post up a couple months ago when this first started to happen about how i was in a car with him driving and we got pulled over. And he looked at me and he's like, yo, dude, thank God you were with me. I was 19, 18, 19. I yeah. didn't know any of that. Mm-hmm. But then as you go on and you ask questions and they tell you like, yo, look, it ain't always sunshine and rainbows. So sure. first and foremost, man, <laughs> I, uh, I tip my cap out to you, dude, for just because a lot of people talk the talk, but they don't walk the walk. And sure. when you when you take a stand like that, uh, I, I sincerely mean it, man, that's. That, that says a lot about uh, about yourself. Appreciate it. Yeah, man, it's um, it's a very sensitive, touchy subject. But uh, 
unfortunately for people like me, minorities, black people, it's something that we live in right now. And in the year 2020, it's, it's something that's real, uh, something that's scary. And it's something that I feel like as human beings, we shouldn't be scared about, we shouldn't be worried about. Um, my stance on it was just, I'm, I'm, I'm an African-American man. I was born in America, but I didn't feel like this country was fair to my people. Uh, I didn't feel like, you know, what America stands for, uh, the freedom of speech. It wasn't being respected. It wasn't being upheld. Just in a simple case that I decided to use my voice and take a knee. I felt like as an American, that was my right to do. Mm. Other people got mad because I decided to use my voice no matter what for, no matter what about. It was it was my freedom to do so. You get what I'm saying? Mm. And that's, that's just one of the many reasons that I feel like it's unfair. And I could go out to some people. I've been getting a lot of a lot of things on my social media, people talking, cursing me out, doing this, doing that. And I could go back to them, but it's kind of like, you know why? Like, that's part of the reason that people are kneeling because it's supposed to be freedom of speech. We're supposed to be able to fight for whatever we need to fight for. And yet when I take my knee, when I take a stand, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting bashed, I'm getting hated on because somebody disagrees which shouldn't even matter to any extent. So a lot of stuff that I disagree with doesn't mean I'm with or, or against anyone. If it's my business, I'll put my two cents in. But as far as being of the people, of a person, I'm not too much going against it, especially when people don't understand where I'm from, where I come from, what I have to deal with. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter where it was at or what point in time or what team I was on. I decided to fight it as I felt like I should fight it. Now, is that the only thing I'm doing? No, I'm doing a lot of things with my foundation, with kids back in Memphis. We started branch out to different places, to Silicon Valley, uh, in the future here in Dallas, Phoenix, Arizona, where I'm, where I'm currently at. I mean, it's, it's a lot of stuff that's being done behind the scenes, but this thing that I decided to do in front of America, in front of the world, people bash me for, which is, perfectly fine you do what you need but I still feel like it was in my heart to do that and um, at the same stance I got teammates who decided not to kneel I have no problem with them at all I mean it's it, it I mean we I've talked to teammates they told me they weren't comfortable with it they you know they feel why I'm doing it this and that great if you if it wasn't in your heart to do don't do it just because I was doing it. you know what I'm saying because this is something I've thought about for months ahead of time. Mm-hmm. I've done it, you know, three years ago when I was playing for Atlanta. No judgment, no nothing. And I feel like that's how it should be from not only people in the locker room, but for people on the outside. If you feel some type of way about it, voice your opinion. If not, leave it alone. But don't 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 be on me because I decided to use my voice for this. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I just feel like this is just one of the very small things that I've done because I've done a crazy number of things in Memphis that I don't even, I mean, I don't even feel like putting to the forefront because it's not meant for everybody to know. I know I'm doing it. The kids who I'm affecting know that I'm trying to help them. And that's all it should be. You get what I'm saying? And just, 
I mean, it's just, it kind of hurts because you got to understand I have two young sons, two young black sons, and they got to continue to grow up in the same situation that I am. And just think, I'm a, I'm a man that, and, and this is my opinion, but I feel like a lot of people love you when you got on the jersey, mm. acting in the movie, you know, when you playing for their favorite team. But as soon as that jersey com- comes off, it's a different scenario. What if my kids don't play sports? Then they they in the same boat. Uh, you get what I'm saying? They could be one of these kids who's being stopped on the side of the road and abused or sitting at home at night and someone calls the police and police kick down their door and sticking the gun in their face and they all home because they're black. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. This, I, is, this, is, this is something that is happening consistently, not – I mean, think about Breonna Taylor, man. This is something that still hasn't been fixed. Like, it's just, it's almost mind-blowing because you have to think of it as color and not as the human race. You know what I'm saying? As one people, you have to think of it as different sections because it's been acted upon in that way. So you have to be, you have to defend in that way. Black lives matter at this point because black lives the ones being oppressed are the ones being disrespected. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, it was, it was, I heard a, I heard an analogy one time and it was like, you know, this is the house that's on fire right now. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, yeah, all houses matter. We get that. But right now it's, this is the house that's on fire that we need to attend to. It's the one that needs help. It's the one that needs help. And, you know, I, I don't see anything wrong with like your teammates not wanting to you know like everyone's different man it's not it's this is what you you decided to do and i don't think that there should be any uh that you have any hard feelings towards your teammates or the other way around you know and again i commend you for that man not at all no man listen those guys were the first ones to come to me hey what you need us to do what you know how, how do we need to go about it and and hello, can you hear me? Yeah, you're good, man. You're good. Yeah. And and that was basically it. And I did what I needed to do. My teammates saluted me at the end. And we went on and played football. You get what I'm saying? And like I said, that that kneel ended at the end of the anthem. But my fight doesn't end with that. I'm, I, I, I was fighting. I started my foundation my second year in the NFL. That's when I started fighting. And it was introduced as helping inner city kids. Let's be honest. The inner city kids in Memphis, they all look like me. You get what I'm saying? So we just trying to help them understand that they have a way out. They have a voice. You are a person, a part of the people. Don't let nobody ever tell you that you're less than. You get what I'm saying? You don't have to be, you know, a millionaire athlete to have a voice in anything. You get what I'm saying? You you are a voice in your own just by being a person in America. You need to let that voice be true. You need to let it be heard. And that's just that's just how I feel about it. Even even how we kind of started this the, the, this conversation and this topic about you being someone that... Because, dude, one thing that really got me tight and, and like, really upset is <laughs> there is a large part of society that are uh, clout chasing or they're... Or they're um, they're putting on a they're putting on a front man like listen, i don't want to name no names but i got some friends that are not about it but it was 
a, the topic, it was trending, and they showed that they wanted to be down just mm-hmm. because it was in the news. Yeah. And I feel like I want to just, like, start calling people out, like, yo, you're not about it, you know? Like, that's just, that's lame to me. Mm-hmm. And, again, with you, you started this foundation, poemansdream.com. I'm on it right now. Pretty dope layout. Tell me about it, man. Was this, when you, when you got drafted, mm-hmm. was this something in the back of your mind or were you? Always. Always, right? Always. I, I didn't know if I would be in a position that I was that early to, say, fund it, to, to throw on camps for kids every year to have food for them, to have shirts for them, to, you know, have when we're going out there, to have coaches with them, to have, you know, whatever they need to do a, a, a Thanksgiving drive where I gave out 250 you know, meals for families for Thanksgiving, a Christmas drive, a backpack drive. I didn't know if I would be able to fund it back then in, say, 2007 or eight or whenever it was when I was in college. But when it happened and I got my shot and I did what I had to do, it was it was instant. Like, hey, man, I spent my whole rookie year like, hey, we got to start this up. We got to do it right. And, and, I, and I did that with my uh, finance team and my agency. And a little bit into my first year, or the end of my first year is when I got linked with, with Jari, Jane and Jari. And that's when I started to like, hey, this, we got to do this. We got to do this the right way. And it's just, it just went on from there. So it's, it, it was never something that just happened. It was something that I always wanted to do. Uh, I always wanted to, because where I'm from, to be honest with you, there's not a lot of positive things sometimes in, in Memphis, Tennessee. And I say that like honestly so i want to be something for kids to where they can see something that's good coming out of it they can see something positive and even if it's just for a day for my football camp y'all come y'all can have a good time y'all can sweat it out y'all can eat good then y'all go you get what i'm saying y'all go back yeah, home yeah. Y'all. we need some type of positivity that's happening over the years it grew to the uh to the uh entrepreneur camp and the Thanksgiving drive and all less of the backpack drive, but it started off just as simply a football camp. And it's grown into so much. And even from where it is now, it's going to grow in the upcoming years. You get what I'm saying? But that's just, it's kind of like how I feel about the kneeling. Like it starts very, very small and it grows to some larger. We don't have to have all the answers right now, but, if our mindset is right and our heart is right and we look into the future, it will grow from there. You get what I'm saying? And that's just what I did with my foundation. It started off as a camp. It's grown from there. I think every – I haven't did two years back-to-back with without adding something new to it for kids. You get what I'm saying? So we'll keep doing that, and it'll just keep growing, man. And, and the kids love it. When I say love it, I'm talking about have a ball. So I never stop doing that for as, for as long as I can. I think the coolest thing about that is also what you said in passing about how they got someone that they see from their neighborhood. So and there's a relatability factor to it. Like, yo, I could do that because he came from these streets, exactly. this park that he's that I hang out with. So that's really dope, man. That's really dope. I, I love what you're doing. Keep it up. Let's let's end with this one. Let's have a little fun with this one. Cause look, I love I love fantasy football. 
right? Mm-hmm. I've never, I've never sent a bad tweet to someone because they pulled a hammy. Like, that ain't my yeah. thing, bro. That's yeah. and I'm competitive. Like I should have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a back-to-back fantasy football champion, so I always okay. do videos to my boys. <laughs> uh, you've famously you've scored a touchdown and mm-hmm. you've thrown one. You ever get some backlash from fans like, yo, you, you fuck, you stole my touchdown from my guy? Like, what kind of wild shit have you heard from them? Actually, actually, from that, I've got nothing but positive messages. Like, hungry pig, like, you really those Every, like, when, even when I came to Dallas, people were like, hey, oh, the second stream quarterback, now he got a touchdown under his belt. So, so we ready for action. Now, I know I can't in a million years do with no Dak Prescott or nothing like that, dude, but it's just fun to see what the fans think and just how they joke around with it, man. It's just, I still get, get uh, pictures from the plays to this day on Twitter or whatever it may be. And it's just, it was, it was fun when it happened and it hasn't, it hasn't lived out yet. So that's been big for me. Vontari Poe, my guy, I appreciate you so much for your time. Love what you're doing. Uh, listen, take it easy on my G, man, when y'all play. All right, come on, man. I ain't, ain't promise you that, but you're still my guy, though. All right, fair enough, fair enough. You can't, you can't, you can't have it all. You can't have it all. Listen, where can they find you, bro? Are you on social media? Like, give me your handles uh, and 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 plug the the foundation one more time. Uh, the foundation is Poe Man's Dream Foundation. My website is poemansdream.com. And ironically, not ironically, my Twitter and Instagram is Poe Man's Dream. So there we go. As we sign off, guys, at Veterans Minimum was where you can find everything for the show. Once again, shouts to my guy, Dontari Poe, poemandream.com. Check that out. Send some love. Tell them BM sent you. Alexander did not want to give us a last name. All right, cool guy. I get it. $10 pledge on the Patreon. Thank you so much, brother, brother. I appreciate it. And thank you for that nice DM message that you sent me. Hopefully you went in feet first is what we're always asking when you do slide into the DMs. With that being said, make sure you're following us where you need to follow us. And a big shout out to Orvica, Derek Pleates, Ryan Pisner, Young Ryan with a GPP hit. My guy taking down the showdown slate. Nick Chavez, Christopher Velasquez, Corey Johnson hoops. And as Stone Cold once said, and that's the bottom line. Later, everybody. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, unless you're in certain situations where you can go attend games. Thanks a lot, New York. Well, New Jersey. We can't even go watch the G-Men get absolutely pummeled. But you can still be in on the action at Bet Bet BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager on than anywhere else you can get in on the season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins divisions and championship futures all day every day yo by the way i don't know if y'all noticed bandwagon arizona cardinals 50 to 1 to win the super bowl prior to week one beat the niners on the road gave that out as a pick on the patreon now those boys are 33 to 1 hashtag value up head to bet online today and take advantage of all 
the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.